Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, happy Thursday, Thursday, everybody. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> Wayne started singing last night, like a question. He sang a question and then I answered with words and he's like, you were supposed to sing your answer back. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know. I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you and I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to anyone. I really do like musicals. <laughs> I do. I really do. Haven't seen many. Just always something about, you know, just people getting into, you know, using hands and 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 singing and while they talk. I don't know. Anyways, Interesting. A little, little more about me. I I've always loved musicals. I I, I think it's I think it's quite entertaining. <laughs> Um, but yeah, legit every morning, whenever we go live, it's like, oh shit, as what we're saying good morning, we're like, oh shit, what day is it? I quickly click the calendar to see what day it is. It's all a huge blur. I don't know why, but the last two weeks in a row on Tuesday, I'm like certain that it's the weekend. Like, I don't know what's up with that. You want to know why? Cause our daughter has literally had a million PD days, a million PD days. And then like a week <laughs> off of school. The kid never goes to school <laughs> ever. I don't, we don't know what day it is because, well, we work from home, so we have no idea. True. I guess that contributes as well. Yeah. Working from home and just having it all be a blur. I don't remember this many PD days as a kid. Oh, definitely not. There's, there's something going on. <laughs> what does PD day stand for? Professional Development Day. So that, like, if you go by the school on a PD day, all the teachers' vehicles are there. They're all there, like, and they're doing professionally trainings and developing. Stuff. Yeah, doing trainings and. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yesterday, Everly told Wayne, she's like, "Dad, guess what? Friday's PJ day. Like P pajamas." No, she said P no, she said PJ, and oh. Dad's like. And Wayne's like, are you kidding me? When do you ever go to school? And she's just like, like pajamas, dad. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you could tell he's heated on the subject. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Yes. <laughs> that is the day. Is it legit Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. I haven't checked the calendar yet. I'll check it after the show. I have no idea what's going on today. The only thing that I knew that was going on today was this: was that we have a special guest on today. A very special guest. Uh, senor. Our favorite. Our favorite guest. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Barry McGuire is on today. We're going to be talking about rent to own, um, and he is waiting in the queue, which is good. Uh, I've just got a message, and uh, yeah, it, we. So a little backstory: we. Um, we had someone asking about rent to own. Was it last week or the week before? Uh, last week. Last week, I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, rather than getting into a, uh, you know, we can definitely answer those questions. But you know, for something like that, we want to bring on, you know, 
the master, the man that teaches it. Absolutely. So uh, we, we we brought in Barry McGuire to uh, to talk about rent to own today. Yeah. So no one should ever do a rent to own without taking a course. Oh, like there is so many little things that you need to know and follow. <clears throat> to make it successful, like even for them to be able to get their financing at the end, you need to have followed strict, like, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? There's Steps rules. throughout the There's way. There's rules, rules in order for them to get qualified. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you, you know, rent to own gets a bad rap and that's why people just do it and don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause somebody, they heard somebody else did it and, oh boy. Um, yeah, Gabby's right. It's, um, it's not like other strategies where like, you know, if I don't, if you don't take a course and you, and you, and you mess it up, it's not like it's just going to mess up your deal, right? This, if you mess up a rent own deal, if you don't qualify them properly, the person who's going to be buying it and they can't qualify for a mortgage at the end of the term, that's on that's you. That's on you. Yeah. Now, if, if, if you qualify them and you outline um, you know, exactly a series of things that they need to do in order to be able to qualify. And you send them to a, a mortgage broker and they've reviewed it all. And you, and you, and you lay it out for them. This is what you need to do. This, 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 and this, and you should be able to qualify. And then they don't do those things. Then it's on them. Yeah. But if you just say, Oh yeah, sure. I'll sell you this house for this price. And, and, um, you just make me all these extra payments and yada, yada, yada. And, and then you have to qualify at the end and you don't help them. That's, that's on you. Yeah. There's so many little little rules that are required by CMHC in order for them to actually get that mortgage. Um, I don't think we're going to go that deep today. I no. think we just want to do a very surface level, just explaining to for, for the listeners who don't know what rent own is. Yeah, or right? how, how it works, yeah. So I'm going to invite Barry McGuire in here. Let's do it. And, uh, and Barry, will, Barry will give you um, a much better uh, understanding of, of what rent own is. So I sent you the uh, the invite there, Barry, if you can hear me, and then you just click on that, and then we're good to go. And I have to keep talking, otherwise if there's... Uh, there's the- <laughs> good morning, Barry. Join now. Uh, I'm just sitting here listening to you guys, and uh, my phone went dark, and I had to log back in and find the Join Now <laughs> button. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, I, th- that's um, well. Good morning, first. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. How are you doing? <laughs> to both of you, I'm 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 doing well. Wayne, long time no see since yesterday afternoon when we were chatting. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I see that you're no better today about knowing which day it was than you were yesterday. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Signing all these Gabby. documents, I didn't know where to sign, what date it was. <laughs> well, you know, buddy, it's um, it's and Gabby, it's like it's part of what's going on in you guys' lives here. You're you're rocketing along, doing lots of hugely interesting things, and you have busy lives. So you know, yeah, that's the way it is Barry, when you're busy. Barry, I hear that you guys um, that that apparently we've leveled up with you, and you ordered us some fun little gadgets to sign our paperwork. That's right. Wayne was uh, <laughs> barely able to sign uh, because he wanted to play with the gadgets. So <laughs> he was. It was. What's the? It, what's that stamp thing called? He was trying to tell me about. They're called a, a seal, a corporate seal. Yeah. And yeah. so there's two different varieties. One is so it, it's got the name of your company on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's two different kinds. So there's one that's a stamp. So it's got your yeah. name 
cut into a stamp and you put it on a stamp pad and then you put it on the paper. And the other one is one that uh, is called an embossed seal. And you, it, you put it between two bits of metal and you, you squeeze the levers and it makes a nice raised seal that you can read. And it's a way that you can sign corporate documents without a bunch of affidavits. And it comes from the old days when nobody could sign, nobody, nobody could, could write or read. And so you had a seal and some, you burnt some wax and then you put your seal into the wax. And, and, and that, it's a relic from, you know, from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But it's still Super there. Super cool. So cool. Yeah. It was pretty, it was it's pretty cool. dope. <laughs> I'm going to have to come dope. in next time just to see it. <laughs> just to see. Well, well listen, uh, you know, a couple of things coming out of your, out of your, uh, out of your intro there. I really, really struggle when I get an email from somebody saying, okay, Barry, I've agreed with my tenant to do a rent to own. I just need the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I, you know, have you, what do you know about rent to own? Have you taken a course? Have you, do you understand how this works? Uh, no, but it seems pretty straightforward. And, and then I just kind of give a big sigh and I go, okay, how, where, where do I even start with, um, with trying to help these folks set it up as a win-win so that, you know, their tenant buyer can actually purchase from them. Or even if they, you know, they should even start with their tenant buyer. I mean, there's so much analysis to do. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, it's, you know, rent to own is a great strategy, which we can talk about in a, in a minute, but, uh, the other thing that, that I, th I thought of was when you're saying at the end, if the tenant buyer can't qualify and they didn't do any of the things that it would take, any of the advice you gave them, any of the advice your, the mortgage broker gave them to say, okay, folks, here's what you have to do to get a mortgage in order to actually buy this house. They ignore all that stuff. That's on them. But mm -hmm. if it's us, if we're the investor setting it up and we don't set it up properly, then it's not only on us. Uh, I was just thinking as a lawyer, it might be on us to the extent that people say, okay, uh, you were supposed to be the expert. You didn't do this right. And you didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. And that's why my bank said no. And so I want my money back. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. How about that part? Yeah. 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 There's so, a good argument to be made there. Um, yeah, and especially, you know, in a hearing where, you know, you're the big bad investor and they're the family that's crying because they lost fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Yeah. It's not going to look very good. No. No. Nope. You're not going to win. <clears throat> you know, you judge, a judge will be very sympathetic. If a judge can see that you as the big bad investor who was supposed to be the expert didn't do your job, I don't care how tight your paperwork is. Uh, the, the, the tenant buyer has a good shot at getting their money back because judges can find a way to, um, to do things as they say, equitably. This is a, mm. a branch of the law that used to be separate equity. If you, if you, if you can't find your remedy in law, maybe you can find your remedy in equity, which is really fairness. What's fair here? Yeah. So anyway, so I didn't not to get sidetracked on those. So how, what, how should we? <laughs> Which we always do. It's always a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. How about we just start at the beginning? Like, what is a rent-to-own in its most basic All right. Term? Sure. Sure. Let's start with that. All right. So rent-to-own or lease option, as it's more properly known, is a situation where someone, a person, they want to be a homeowner. They want to buy a house. They want to buy a house right now. 
and they're just busting a gut to get a hose, as my dad used to say. That's my dad's expression, busting a gut to get a hose. <laughs> comes out. Anyway, they want to buy a house, and they can't do it because they can't get a mortgage. And that's really the, that's really the you know the the reason that we have rental owners is people want to buy, and they need a mortgage, and they can't get a mortgage. And so reasons people can't get a mortgage, everybody thinks, when they think rental and everybody goes, oh, yeah, right. Uh, bad credit. This person has bad credit. And obviously, if you've got a bad credit rating, bad beacon score, then the mortgage company won't give you a mortgage. So, you know, that's that's why we do rent to own. But uh, rent to own reasons uh, are numerous. For instance, people have just been divorced. All of a sudden, two incomes is one income. And one of the divorce parties wants to buy, they go to the bank and they go, whoa, your income's half of what it was last year. So they, they don't have enough income. Or they've got really good credit, but they're not really good at saving money. So they have to work out some way to save all the deposit money that they need. Or they've just started a new business and the bank won't look at their business income until uh, they've got a, a, a track record. And I think that takes quite a while when it's a business. Or yeah, they've got a new yeah. job, new job. And, and bank goes, oh, you've only been in that job for a month. Well, we need six months or a year. or We need a, a much longer track record. Or they're new Canadians. Different rules. If you're a new Canadian showing up with tons of money from, um, from where you originally were, doesn't, it doesn't really matter when you go to the bank. They want you to put down instead of 5% or 10%, they want maybe 35% right. uh, down payment. So there's lots and lots of reasons other than bad credit, but the, the nub of it is people want to buy a house and they can't because they can't get a mortgage. So that's why rent-to-own exists. Is that yeah. a good enough yep. kind of intro, do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And you started uh, actually answering my, my second question, which I was going to ask was, you know, who could benefit from this, from rent-to-own? Um, I guess my, my follow-up to that would be, you know, why wouldn't – a, a potential tenant buyer just wait, you know, why wouldn't they wait until they can qualify for their own mortgage? Why wouldn't they wait until, you know, after their probationary period with work or until they can rebuild their credit? That is, so that's where you, uh, in, in all of these creative strategies really, and, and I, I guess in investing generally, uh, that's where you move from the, um, the, the the paperwork and the legal documentation and how you actually put these things together into the emotional side of it. I, I think mm. that's that's an emotional question. It makes yes. perfect sense for somebody to say, oh, uh, well, so I had just have to be in my job for a year. That's really all there is to it. And of course, I need you know a, a 5% down payment and that's going to be this. Oh, well, I'll just rent an apartment or I'll just rent a place and a rent from you. How about if I just rent from you and we don't do anything else? And once I've saved up, then I can, I can do it. It's emotional. People want to do it right now. And everybody has their own different reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and from, from our experience as well, you know, some, we've, some people have just said that, to be honest, I'm just tired of being a tenant. Tired yeah. of moving yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm being treated like a tenant. Um, yeah. There is, there's a, there's more of a feeling of a of a pride, or a, a, of of the feeling of being a homeowner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is mine. This is going to be mine. This is where I'm going to raise my kids, as opposed yeah. to just hopping from one rental, one one year lease to the next. Yeah. Um, where you never know if the the seller or the loaner is going to sell it. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, I, I also wanted to point out today, <clears throat> uh, this is a live show for those of you that are listening to the recorded uh, version. We go live every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time uh, on the Podbean app, which is an amazing app. You know, you got, I talk about it every single day. Um, <laughs> you can go download this app and you can literally, it's just like your normal drive-in morning show on the radio. And you can call in, you can message, you can interact. Um, we give away really cool prizes. So uh, today, you know, you have an opportunity to ask your rent-to-own questions to Barry McGuire. This is not a very easy, he's not a very easy person to get a hold of. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be paying big lawyer hourly fees. So this is a great opportunity. If you guys do want to call in and get those questions answered about Rent-to-Own, you know, feel free. There is a call-in button. Um, <laughs> whether you have questions for Barry about Rent-to-Own or if you perhaps maybe have your own Rent-to-Own story. I'm curious if any of our live listeners today actually have done a Rent-to-Own or are doing a Rent-to-Own. You know, what are your experiences? Good, bad, ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, or just success stories. So feel free to call in on that. Um, what we're going to do is everyone that calls in today, we're going to enter their name into a draw. Are we going to give away at the end of the show? A 30-minute uh, call to discuss or to get rent-to-own yeah. questions, um, strategy. Yep. So yeah. I will uh, I will personally give a 30-minute coaching call. You can ask it, you know, for whatever reason, if maybe after the show you you have a few more questions and you're like, oh, shoot. I never really thought about asking that, you know, feel free. Um, we'll, we can do a 30 minute call and you can ask additional questions about rent own. I will mm-hmm. give that away today. So everyone that calls in um, with a question or a story or anything about rent owner, if you just want to say hi, uh, we're going <laughs> to enter your name into the draw. And at the end of the show, we'll give that away. Sounds good. Yeah. So the other thing with um, live shows is that uh, sometimes our callers disappear. <laughs> yeah. Is, is Barry <laughs> still here? He just got really super quiet. No. His oh, he call, yeah, his call dropped. Oh, interesting. Well, what I um, he said he was having some issues. I'm going to disconnect him from the, the show here, and then uh, hopefully he comes back. Yeah, I thought it was very odd that he was just being super quiet. About that. <laughs> um, you know, and and feel free to call in right now if you guys have any questions about it. I know that uh, last week someone was asking about it, but um, we'll just. Uh, I'll take this opportunity to kind of um, back it up because you guys moved on really quickly from where RTO originated, why it exists, Mm -hmm. but we never really um, got into the, like, so what is it? Kind of like, do we want to talk about how it works? Like just the basic structure? Uh, Would you mind uh, giving a basic structure while I work with Barry to get him back? Yeah, for sure. So with rent to own the uh, tenant buyer, as we call them, because they are a tenant until they buy, um, so they enter into a rental agreement with you, a sta- your standard rental agreement, and then they also get a one-page lease option, which gives them the option to purchase the property at the end of the term, mm-hmm. whatever you guys have said is the term, normally um, two, three, sometimes five years, depending on how much time they need to qualify. And with that, so with the with the rental lease, they're giving you um, your your standard basic rent, whatever the rental market is set at, which is an important piece. Um, it needs to be fair market rent. And then they're also giving you an option credit, which goes along with the option to purchase lease. And that money goes towards the um, eventual purchase of the property mm-hmm. if they exercise their right to purchase it at the end. So the thing with the lease option is that it is an option. If they decide to walk away at the end and they don't want to purchase the property, that is their right. They Mm -hmm. don't have to. In most cases, they're probably walking away from all of the option credits that they've given you. 
Yeah, what? you said option a couple of times here, and I just want to, um, just for those of you who don't understand options, um, options are very common in, in stock stocks market. in the yeah. stock market. Um, you have the option to buy a stock or to sell a stock um, at, a, at an agreed upon price for an agreed upon time. Um, so an option is, is normally you would pay a consideration for that option. Yeah. Um, and that's what uh, Gabby's saying, an option fee every month where there is a, there is a specific uh, consideration every month and sometimes a consideration up front, um, yeah. which not to be confused with like a down payment. Um, you could say in consideration for this option to buy this house for this price for three years, um, we are going to ask for $10,000 up front. And an additional three hundred dollars per month. Yeah. Now, if you and this is where it's a little different from stock options, uh, lease options are very different because um, you, you can no negotiate whatever you want. But normally, with lease options or rent own, um, the option consideration can be used towards um, the the purchase. Mm -hmm. Can be credited towards the purchase. And a lot of people mistake that for down payments, but it's just that the way that it's structured is, is, is that's how, that's how investors structure it. Yeah. So with your original $10,000, uh, consideration at the beginning, and also with your $300 a month accumulated over 36 months, mm -hmm. do some quick math, maybe 10,800 approximately. Sure. <laughs> you know, you should have accumulated somewhere in the range of uh, $20,000. And if when they exercise that option, oh, we see Barry's back here. I'll, I'll go bring him back in a second. 10800 is that what you said? Yes, I did. Nice. Not bad, eh? Damn. Um, <laughs> you know, when you exercise your option to purchase that property or to, you know, to purchase and sell that property, um, you know, $20,000 will be credited towards the purchase, yeah. which can be used in the form of a quote unquote down, down payment. payment. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's a really cool program. Um, again, that, that it's, the... we'll talk about the benefits here when Barry comes back in here. Yeah. Do we have them? Hello. 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 Testing one, two. <laughs> we gotcha. We gotcha. Technology. <laughs> we, um, not sure if you uh, could hear us. Glad to have you back, but not sure if you can hear us when we were chatting there. <laughs> Well, we were talking yes, about I, I heard it all. Yep. Oh, oh perfect. perfect. Yes. Yeah, so we were talking <laughs> yeah. about, you know, what uh, an option is, the meaning of an option, the definition, um, how it's used for lease options or, or rent to own, and then how it can all be, how it's structured with lease options and how, what the, what they, you know, the initial consideration and also the monthly considerations and how they can be credited towards the purchase, which in most people, they structure that as the quote unquote down payment, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, and as I listened to you talk about it, I, I was um, going back to how we started out the program, which is uh, rent to own is got a lot of a lot of wheels and bells and whistles and things to do, and I, mm -hmm. I listened to you go through that, and I'm I'm putting myself in the in the mind of listeners, and they're going, whoa, whoa, stop! Can you just say that again? Hold, hold, hold on there. <laughs> How is it, you know, how is it option money, but turns into deposit money? I, I don't get that. So, uh, you know, just kind of reiterate what we all said at the beginning is that there is a lot of steps that you have to go through and a lot of things that you have to get right in order to have a successful rent to own. So mm -hmm. um, having said that, I think here's, here's one thing I'd like to say about it is so, when, when your tenant buyer pays you some option money right at the beginning, we like to uh, 
uh, we like to get as much option money up front right at the beginning before they move in as possible because the more option money your tenant buyer pays, the more committed they are to the property and the better chance there is that it will, uh, it will actually close. Mm-hmm. People will work harder if they've got more money at stake to do what it takes. But uh, that option money paid right at the beginning is your money. So if somebody pays you $25,000 today and, and it's a three-year option, so in three years they're going to do whatever it takes to get their mortgage, that $25,000 is yours to do whatever you want with. All that you have to do is at the end, when they buy, you give them credit. You just say, yeah, you paid the 25000 so you don't have to pay that now. Yeah. Uh, lots of folks think that money has to be held in a trust account and kind of put away and you know, not used. But uh, it's your money because yeah. what you did was you sold them an option. You sold them the right to buy the property, and that's mm-hmm. done right now. It's up to them to carry on and finish it off later. That's an interesting and- point. Yeah, and Barry, that might have been the most confusing point for me to wrap my head around when we learned from you about rent to own. I did not get how that worked. Like I was because I always I had in my mind, I think, that almost like you had to give the money back to them to purchase it. Like I just couldn't quite comprehend. But no, Mm -hmm. it's just like that's already been paid towards the purchase. Yeah. So yeah, it was a I had such a hard time understanding that for a long time. Wayne would keep having to remind me. (laughs) Well uh, but but it is it is uh, you know it is mildly confusing. And the other wrinkle on that is as much as we set up our uh, our agreements, you know, in proper contracts and it it says just what we said that this is my mm-hmm. this is my money and I get to do with it what I want. As much as it says that, at the end when the tenant buyer needs to get a mortgage, he's got to go off and see a lender. He's got to use a mortgage broker or lender who understands rent to own, very important. Mm-hmm. And then they have to provide whatever the bank wants in the three years in order to get a mortgage. And sometimes banks go well, where did that $25,000 go? Who's got that? What happened to it? And, you know, they might say, well, you know what? We want to see that in an account somewhere. So it's, as we said, got lots of of little uh, bits and pieces that you have to know about. But, uh, you know, something we haven't touched on is, and I would have only a couple of minutes left and I've got to head for my office here. Uh, something we haven't touched on, and maybe this is a topic for another session on rent to own is can you make any money doing a rent to own? Yeah. I mean, why would, why do we want to do this as investors? I mean, can you, can you make a few bucks doing this? And if so, how much and why is it different? And where's the best money making opportunity? And that's, uh, that's an important thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yeah, otherwise, I mean, why? Why would you give that away? Why yeah. would you? Why would you give them a set <laughs> price when you know if the market does go up more, that means that they get all the benefit of the appreciation. Why would you give away that exclusive? You know, uh, you know. Uh, why would you give away the appreciation? And well, and the and the. The, the answer is, is that we don't know what the future holds. And so um, if, you're, if you're doing a rent-to-own deal now, you, you, know, you bought the house for a price today, the question you ask yourself and the, 
and the, and what you're working out with your tenant buyer is, let's say it's a three year deal. What price are you going to pay me three years down the road? And and so yeah. as you said, Wayne, the, the the price three years down the road usually depends on some estimate of how much the the house will appreciate. How much will it go up in value over three years? And if you've agreed to Let's say it's a 4% appreciation number. So mm-hmm. if you buy the house this year, it's 4% more than this number. If you buy it in year two, it's another 4%. Year three, it's another 4%. But what if it goes up 10%? Mm-hmm. Where does, you know, yeah. have you, you've just signed away um, a whole chunk of money. Let's say it's a $400,000 house that, you know, it's 10%. You're only taking four, so that's 6%. Six percent of four hundred thousand is twenty-four thousand. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then in year two, it's another sort of twenty-six thousand five hundred, and then then twenty-eight thousand in year three, and so you're close to ninety thousand dollars worth of appreciation that you're not getting. You'll get your four percent. Yeah. But uh, what about that other chunk? Or what if the market goes down? What if the four hundred thousand dollar house is now only worth three eighty, three fifty, and we've experienced that in Alberta? So yeah, those are those are some of the other subtleties and intricacies of rent to own that that you need to know about. And so it's more than Barry. Can you just send me the contract? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way more than that. You know, I, I just, I just. Oh. <laughs> I know we've only got you for another minute here, and I don't know if there's enough time to answer this question, but is now a good time for rent zone in Canada? Uh, the answer to that is uh, <laughs> it's always a good time for rent to own, depending on the circumstances of you and your tenant buyer. Rent to own works best in an appreciating market. And so if you're, if you're in uh, BC, lower mainland, or in Toronto in the Golden Horseshoe, almost anywhere, sorry, in Ontario, almost anywhere in Ontario except perhaps the far north, where yeah. where prices are appreciating, it's a great time to do rent-to-own, except to the extent it's hard to buy houses because everybody wants to buy them. Um, yeah. But uh, even in Alberta now, we're kind of coming out of our flat market. Calgary especially, I think, is coming on. You might even consider Fort McMurray, which has strengthened up a lot. So depends on your market. Uh, needs more analysis, but usually there's a reason to do rent to own anywhere you live. Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, we've had a few uh, listeners. We had a discussion a couple weeks ago about the Alberta market and a lot of people are quite convinced that there's going to be not Some necessarily a boom, a boom yeah. but an increase in value. And uh, it, it got us thinking about, it. I think this is what sparked the conversation is, is it a good time for rent to own? Because it will start to rise. And when do you hop in, you know, the rent to own strategy and, and when is it too early? And how do you, you know, you don't want to hop into it too early and establish, you know, a very a low uh, markup per year and then find out the, you know, the, the, the market's going to explode and then you lose all those, all that, uh, that forced, all that appreciation, like you were just mentioning a second ago. So, um, but, you know, I think that just, um, it just means that people are just going to have to go over to your uh, Facebook group, um, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, because you do live sessions every Monday at 5 p.m., right? Yes, every Monday. It's the, the Monday main event where we talk about all things creative real estate, including rent to own. So, yeah, anybody who's listening, it's a great show. Please uh, you know, pop on Facebook and join up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be the best place to go and, uh, you know, network and communicate with other creative real estate investors as well. There's a huge community there. And, um, every Monday there's a new topic that's, uh, related to creative, creative real estate strategies, like rent own, like agreement for sales, like flipping, like wholesaling, like joint ventures, like assignments, like what did I miss? <laughs> uh, I think you got them all. Yeah. <laughs> Getting pretty good at it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely hop over there. And then obviously Barry as well, you, you do in-person courses as well, which I know you guys are planning to have one here in the near future. Yeah, we do. Uh, folks can go to barrymaguire.ca. That's one word, barrymaguire.ca. There's lots of information there about uh, an upcoming live focus workshop that we're going to do. Plus, we have all of our digital products, which are, are great products in themselves if you can't show up to a live event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if any of you guys are interested in that and uh, you uh, you want a deal, send me a private message. I, I know some people. <laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, you let me know and I, I, I'll have my people talk to their people and, and we'll, we'll hook you guys up if you guys are interested in taking one of their online home studies or, or any of their upcoming events. So yeah. You, yeah. I yeah better you. talk to Wayne. Don't talk to me. oh barry thank you so much for uh for taking the time i i I know that uh you're a busy guy and you gotta head to work here and and uh and yeah i just want to thank you so much for coming on this morning yes thank you all right you are both very welcome and i'm ready to come back and do more anytime you want awesome we'll take you up on that we are gonna take you up on that okay (laughs) Okay. have a great day and uh and drive safe out there thanks you guys Bye. bye bye That's pretty amazing. Yeah, awesome. It's good to get the uh, the basics from from the man who teaches it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. very good at basics. No, Wayne overcomplicates everything. <laughs> I I do not do good at that. Uh, you know, just as I'm listening to it and just having a discussion with Barry, um, I talk about perspective and looking back a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a huge super fan of Barry very early on. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of when you step step aside from yourself and just kind of look at the situation and what's going on right now, you know, and you're hosting a, a daily live morning show, you know, with with your beautiful wife and you've got, you know, one of your heroes, you know, who agreed to come onto your show and he's sharing all this stuff and it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty amazing feeling. I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good uh, today. Definitely. I uh, I definitely felt that when he was at our cabin, our last cabin retreat. Yeah. I was like, "What is this life? How is this person? How is Barry and Donna here teaching our?" Yeah, it's it's <laughs> an, it's important to, and I consider that to be a win. Absolutely, that's it's important to take a step and like literally step outside of your own body and to look at the you know what you have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked very hard. Um, and, and it's, it, 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 it brings a smile on my face. You know, it's going it, to, it really, it's a great way to start my day. Um, you know, for those of you don't, that don't know, um, I've told this a couple of times, but, uh, when I was getting started in real estate and Gabby, I think you mentioned this yesterday, there was literally no content mm-hmm. yeah. online. There wasn't podcasts were not a thing. I mean, they were a thing, but like, I mean, Joe Rogan wasn't big. um, 10 years ago, even five years ago, there Mm -hmm. wasn't much. And Barry's podcast was one of the few podcasts that I was able to find. And even at that time, like even just seven years ago, let's say 
I remember that like we didn't have unlimited data on our phones. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I what Netflix didn't allow you to download shows, shows yeah. on your phone. You had to stream it and it and it cost it was a ridiculous amount of data. So I'm remembering back to me being at work and driving or me being at work and waiting, you know, for for someone to finish something and just being on standby for 3 hours and be like, "Oh god, I'm going to kill up my data and I got to I got to call Bell or Telus and tell them to up me for another 2 gigs yeah. so that I can listen to this next podcast." Oh, those cell phone bills were Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I used to spend $250 a month just on data top-ups because I wanted to listen to podcasts. He needed I wanted to, learn. to watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Now, I mean, now like even YouTube Premium, you pay 14 bucks a month for it and you can download um, you know, videos before you leave. Yeah. We take things like this for granted for what we have right now because when I look back early on and I remember you know, like I said, there was no podcast. There was Bigger Pockets, which I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. For those of you that are listening, Bigger Pockets is not Canadian based. No. So they're talking about all these things which do not apply here. Yeah. Literally everything does not apply here. There was, you know, I, I talk about the other podcasts I listen to, you know, Erwin Zito's, you know, Truth About Real Estate, um, um, Breakthrough Real Estate, really good podcasts. Um, but, yeah, Barry was like when I first listened to Barry stuff, and I think I saw him on um, Rain's stage. I'm like, that's that's my guy, <laughs> <laughs> because I like to go super detailed in depth. Barry's a real estate lawyer; he's been a real estate lawyer for forty five years or something along those lines. He's been teaching these courses for quite some time, and um, I'm like, when I started seeing him present about creative strategies, I'm like, that's what I want to do. I don't want just basic buy and hold tenants. I want to like, I want to put some real shit together. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I admired him from afar for a very long time. And then I finally took one of his courses and that was a huge fire hose. Um, knocked me off my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, ever since we've, you know, we've really, we really, um, grown to, 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 yeah, to, to use. Sorry, I'm put, I uh, I was just thinking about something else. But um, you know, we've really you know, gotten close, and we've become friends with Barry and Donna. Yeah, I'm just yeah, it's, 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 it feels really really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that I like you you talk about how you heard him speak about like creative, and you're like, that's what I want to do. But for me, watching Barry like on the rain stage in those early days, for me, it was like he like people they'd be talking about all these things and how you need to analyze the markets and do all this and do all that. Um, but for me, hearing him talk just like on the legal, like black and white, no gray. This is how this is structured. This is how this is structured. I hate gray. Like Wayne knows, like I, mm -hmm. if something feels gray to me, I'm like, nope, X, like I want black and white. And so that really like to have, that was huge for Rain, I think, to have a, an experienced real estate lawyer on their stage like that. Yeah. Um, and that's what attracted to me initially. I didn't understand, like going to that first creative course, I was mm -hmm. like, what in the, what, like, what is this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Really cool. It is really cool. I, um, I also just absolutely love how supportive um, Barry McGuire and, and Donna McGuire have been for us over Absolutely. the years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they saw that we were, 
very, very interested in this stuff and they've just been so amazing um, yeah. and supportive for us. Um, and just anytime I've got a really cool idea, you know what I mean? And I bring it to Barry. Um, he, he, he could have shut me down and just, you know, he could have said, you know, I don't know, Wayne, but like for a lawyer and no offense to lawyers, if you're still listening, Barry, <laughs> lawyers are the type of people that they'll tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't, shouldn't do, do it. things. Yeah. They never, ever, I see you there, Ryan. I'm going to, I'm going to add you in here in a second. They never, ever give you, tell you, yes, it's a good idea. <laughs> They're going to, that's their job. Their job is to tell you all the things that could possibly go wrong so that you've considered everything. And Barry has just been so super supportive and said, you know what? I think you're on to something. Yeah. And it's just, it's good to come up with really cool ideas and then, you know, to, to put it out there and then just to have that support. Yeah. It's been huge for me. Yeah. Absolutely huge for me. All those crazy ideas that I've come up with. Um, and, you know, we, we, we developed a pretty amazing business, yeah. you know, off of the stuff that we learned through his courses. So I'm extremely grateful about those, uh, those two individuals. Uh, we got Ryan coming on here. Um, good morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Good. Uh, so I had a question for a rental and question, I guess, if that's all right still. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I know there's lots of discussion about um, tenant first or property first. So mm -hmm. rather than ask that question specifically, I guess my question would be, um, what are creative solutions where a tenant first situation would work best and where a property first situation um, would be the best approach? So what are, you know, those specific situations where, where you would want to go one direction or the other? Hmm. Uh, tenant first. Uh, well, you know, I'll start with, um, property first. Property first is, that's normally when, when you are, when you're starting a rent own business, if you're going to be focusing solely on rent own as a business, it's best to create a website and start creating, um, what did I say? Tenant first or property first? Property. I meant to say tenant. I was going to say, I was like, oh, I disagree. I meant to say tenant first. Sorry. <laughs> I, I misspoke. Um, if that's if it's tenant first, then you know what you're planning on doing is you're building a business model of having a good website. You're bringing in a, a steady flow or a funnel of leads um, for tenant buyers, and you're on the other end. You know you're you're networking with you know investors and partners who want to finance these deals, mm -hmm. um, and it's just a matter of you know having all the financing lined up and and a good flow of leads. And then when a good lead comes through, you work with them, you handhold, you know, they find the property and then, you know, you call up your joint venture partner and say, Hey, I've got a great lead. You know, this is, it's going to be a two year rent to own. They're looking for a property in this price range and you link the two together and it's, it can be a very, very good business. Yeah. Look into, um, is it Clover properties in Ontario? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, Rachel and Neil Oliver. Okay. Yeah. They've done like, they're amazing. Close to 500 rent to own deals. Um, a, they got a really, really cool business model out in Ontario. Um, and they, they put out content on Instagram as well. So, you know, check them out. But, you know, I think that if, if you're trying to create a business and, and focus solely on rent own, you know, I would definitely do tenant first. Um, now with property first, um, that's normally if you have a property already and for yeah. whatever reason, it is in your best interest to have a tenant buyer in there as opposed to a, a tenant. 
I was going to say, like, I like rent to own is kind of like a creative way to get out of that property for whatever reason. So some of the reasons I can think of right off the bat is if you have like a negative cash flowing property and you can like like Barry had um, mentioned that option money is yours up front. So you can in you can make it a cash flowing property by adding the option payments into yes. you have your base rent and then your monthly option payments. All of a sudden you've taken a negative cash flow property into a cash flow property and then decide on on your selling price and and boom, then you're uh, cash flowing a bit until the end of the term and now you've sold it and it's off of your plate. So that's like a creative way to to take a losing property and make it a winning property. Yeah. Or um if you picked up a property with, um, don't overcomplicate it. Are okay. you going that direction? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll back off. I'll back off. Stand I think, back. I think Gab, you nailed it. You nailed it on the head there with, you know, when it's a property that, that doesn't really perform well as a rental property. Yeah. I say this all the time. Real estate is a great investment. However, not every property type in every city or market makes for a good rental property. Yeah. So, you know, you can have a property that's that's appreciating in value in Toronto, but unfortunately, the ratio between the rent and the expenses is not doesn't it doesn't work as a rental property. You're negative $300 a month in cash, let's say for example. Toronto's a bad example. Um let's say let's say a two-bedroom townhouse um, you know, that has a garage that's $300,000. Okay, well, it's got condo fees. Normally, that would work mathematically, but the fact that it has $400 condo fees means that you're negative cash flow. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's a bad property. It's a great property in a great area. Going to get great renters. Great, great yeah. renters, but the problem is the market rent for that particular property doesn't match the expenses. So if you were to find a tenant buyer who would pay the market rent plus an additional couple hundred dollars a month towards the option consideration... Mm-hmm. then that will solve your problem of the negative cash flow. And, you know, you, it, it, it makes it a, a good operating uh, rental property now. Yeah. So, and you have a guaranteed buyer at the end, which is really cool. Yeah. So you're going to save on realtor fees. It's definitely harder to convince um, a, a potential rent-to-own person to sell them on an existing property mm-hmm. than it is to find them their dream home, though. So it's almost like there might there might be a slightly more desperate type of rent to own tenant compared to somebody who just like needs a bit of time to uh, save for a down payment or yeah. that type of thing. So you might be looking at a little bit lesser desirable of a rent to own tenant when you're trying to convince them into an existing property that might yeah. not be their ideal dream home. Yeah. Right. Does absolutely. that make sense, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much for calling in. I um yeah, I if, was, if Ryan's the only person who calls in today, that means he's winning. He's got a good chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get a chance to talk rent to own strategy or questions or whatever it is with Wayne, um, you might want to call in and get your name in that that pool. I um as as you were talking there, it actually um when you were talking about how convincing a tenant to choose a specific property. Yeah. It reminded me of our open houses mm-hmm. um, for our properties that we advertise for rent own in the mm-hmm. past. And uh, it is a grind. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of, 
most of the people that are that are reaching out to you for your ad for your property that has a rent to own option, um, 99.9% of them have no idea what rent to own is. Yeah. So you got to spend a lot of time educating, educating. them. Um, so once you filter through all those leads and you have someone that's genuinely interested in the pictures and the, and the information that you provided in your ad, then you have them at an open house or you show them the place. Then you got to convince them that this is the house that's worth all of this hard work, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know. Like, you know, maybe they love everything about it. It's in the right neighborhood, but it's a single garage, not a double garage. And suddenly they, you know, it's tough. And and Barry mentioned you want as much, um, you know, money up front as possible so that they take it seriously. And when he said that, what he's meaning is that like, you know, maybe they thought it was a really great idea at the time. Mm-hmm. But in one year, you know, of their three-year term, they come back and they say, you know what? After living here for a while, we really realize this isn't the place for us. Yeah. You don't want that. No. You don't want to be in the position where you have to say, hey, your option payments are non-refundable. They're only credited towards the purchase. And just, you know, how that turns out. Well, I don't like this house and you can't do this. I'm and I'm calling my you. lawyer <laughs> and I'm trying, you know, good luck getting money out of me and I'm not going to pay. The- you know what I mean? It just, it gets hostile. So you really got to make sure that the house, that this is exactly the house that they want. Um, and yeah, just going through that process of, of the open houses, it just reminded me. I mean, most of our open houses were like, like when we were trying to find a tenant buyer. It's like six to eight weeks. Yeah. And it is extremely discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, first two weeks, you get flooded, flooded with with leads. And I'm spending all day, every day on Facebook Messenger and Kijiji and on the phone with people and explaining it to them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to go quick. And then, you know, a bunch of them don't show up. And then you have an open house and five, you know, maybe 10 people show up. But then the next open house, two people show up. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And you start getting all worried. And then you don't want to make a decision based on being desperate. And that's the thing with property first is that you're also have holding costs. Yes. You're paying the mortgage, you're paying the utilities, you're paying the property taxes while you're trying to find somebody. And it takes longer because you're trying to convince somebody that this is their dream house. Yeah. So yeah, you're sitting there all of a sudden getting emotional about I need to pay another month of holding costs and all this stuff. And okay, I get, you know, this person's fine. This, this person will work. Let's just, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it starts to get, well, you get, yeah. When you get discouraged, you get desperate. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't have any more leads coming in. Maybe we should just take this person. I know they're not ideal, but we don't have anyone else. And I don't know if we can hold out for three more months because November's coming up and then yeah. we're going to have no leads coming in in the winter yeah. and you start getting scared. And that is just not a place you want to be because you don't make logical decisions when you're in that yeah. state. Yeah. So that's why tenant first is definitely more desirable. It's if you can get leads coming in and qualify them and know that they're a great rent to own prospect, that mm-hmm. they're a home run and then you go find them their dream house. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. <laughs> Can I tell a story? Sure. A personal story? Okay. All right. Um, that happened to me. Yeah. Um, we had a property and we'd done other rent owns before. And, you know, it took six to eight weeks, but we had lots of good people to choose from. 
um, this particular one wasn't, I thought it would be easier than the other ones. Cause this one had a double, it was, a, it was a, it was a townhouse. Um, but it was a newer townhouse built in early two thousands. So it had, um, a double garage underneath. It had three bedrooms. It was all new. Yeah. And, uh, compared to the other properties that we've had, this one should have been easy, easy, nice new neighborhood. Uh, one of the downsides was that because the the double garage was in the basement, there was no basement. So there was no, you know, there was no area Parking. downstairs from yeah. square footage for anyone to, you know, put an extra couch or whatever. lots of stairs. Lots and lots of stairs. <laughs> you got to go up the stairs, up another set of stairs, up another set of stairs. It was very high. Yeah. Also, um, it didn't have a yard. Yeah. Because the back was the parking lot where you came in to park underneath. Yeah. And the front was just a sidewalk and and like a little bit of grass in front of that. So your target tenant buyer for a three bedroom like that is probably going to be a, a young family or a young couple who are planning to have a family. Yeah. Well, and, with the young families, it was like just too much like stairs and stuff yes, for kids. For yeah. kids. And where are the kids going to play? Yeah. I've got a dog. Where do I let my dog out? Yeah. So they would have had to take in their dog all the way over the, you know, like, like there's nowhere to go other than a little grassy area in front. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was no dog park nearby. Um, I think there was, it was like a five minute drive and like, you know, you were, it was in a new area. Like it, it, it didn't work out for the people, the, for the target person, you know, the person that we had in mind, you know, um, that tenant profile, it didn't work for them. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be good. I advertised it and then I got fucking no crickets, one. Yeah. Crickets <clears throat> in the middle of summer. Yeah. I was so pissed. Like this is like the perfect time to find someone. It's always worked before. Why not this property? And we had $2,000 holding expenses on this thing. There was a reason why we were using um, rent to own. Yeah. It's because to solve the negative cash flow issue. Great property. We got it under you know really great terms. I don't want to overcomplicate it. Um, but it was one of those like zero money down deals. And we're like, this is perfect. I'm just going to put a tenant buyer in here. It'll be a couple hundred bucks of cash flow every month. Great. This is going to make us a lot of money. And then um, crickets. But we had one woman who had reached out to us about another property in the past, except she was, um, she was a little too, I don't know if assertive is the right word. She really wanted the last house. Yeah. Really wanted it. Yeah. And that one, it didn't fit within her affordability. Yeah. The one that she wanted. Starting a new job. She had just moved here. She had a great job. Mm -hmm. But when I told her it didn't like, it's not going to work because you're, you're not going to be able to qualify for this $420,000 house, you know, anytime soon, unless you, she's like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'll come up with the money. I'm going to get a raise. I'm like, yeah, no, it's, that's not how it works. You have to show us a plan and like really nice. But then like when I told her it wasn't going to work, she got really hostile. What do you mean? And, And like just constantly emailing, trying to call us, like, I want this house. I want this house. I've got the money. What do you mean I can't? I can afford it. I can afford it. 
And I said, yeah, but you're not going to be able to qualify for it. And I can't put you in a situation where you're going to fail. I can't, I'm sorry. So when she saw that we posted this other one, which was a $290,000 townhouse, she said, what about this one? And then I looked at it. I'm like, mm, it does she fit within her affordability. Yeah. This is actually perfect for her. But she was naming off all the reasons why she was unhappy about it and how why she wanted the last one. That one had a big yard. That one had a you know double attached garage up front. And I don't want to be parking underneath. And what if someone you know follows me in? And she very she seemed unstable. But that was through messages. So I you know I'm not one. I can't criticize. It was just messages. I can't I I can't sense tone through messages. I can't sense if there's something going on there. Uh, I should have went with my gut feeling, but I was desperate because it had now been eight weeks and I'd done five open houses and no one showed up. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I can't like, we're getting to the point where we're like, what's our alternative is to put a tenant in here and we're going to be negative $400 a month. Mm -hmm. So I called her and had her over to see it. She's like, yep, I want it. And I said, okay, just I want to make sure that you understand this and this and this and this. And she said, yeah. She was pretty well, nice in person though, right? She was nice in She's, person. Yeah, she definitely seemed, I, I wasn't there, but I remember you saying that she. Yeah, because I needed to meet her in person again to to really get a good feel of like, is this, is this going to be a headache? Mm -hmm. Because if it's going to be a headache, then I don't want in. Like, I don't want to be dealing with this. Um, when she got hostile about, you know, it not fitting within her affordability, I was really scared that, like, in the event that she misses a payment, this girl's going to be a nightmare. Firecracker. Or in the event that she doesn't do what she's supposed to do, she's, yeah, she's a firecracker. Mm -hmm. um, and we took the chance because we were desperate. And um, anyways, what ended up happening was it didn't work out. Um exactly what i thought well we signed you signed her i signed her yeah oh yeah you, you can tell this can you see the story i was just thinking about the the latter yeah so he he signed her for the rent to own yeah. she was insistent that she wanted it and that it was going to work and all that kind of stuff so yeah. yeah you ended up approving her yeah and some things changed i mean she took a job somewhere else instead i think it was up north and then her brother wanted to move in so we allowed her brother onto yeah. the lease and then you know she missed payments um if i recall she was, and there was a couple of situations like that. And I said, Hey, this is a rent to own program. This is, I'm not just going to charge you a late fee. Like this is a rent to own program. You miss a payment. Like you're in default. Yeah. You're in default. Okay. So you got to take this thing seriously. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of tone there and we had, we had no control over it whatsoever. It just kept happening, happening. And then eventually what she said was she was going to be moving to the States and, uh, she, she either wanted out and her money back or she uh, wanted to be able to sublet it. So she wanted to rent it to someone. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. You're not moving to the States and being a landlord from the States. Because uh, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, well, what if they don't pay? Is she, you know, and she doesn't pay. Like, how do I go after her? I'm like, no, it's, it's, it, we don't allow subletting. Um, it's not how this program works. Um, she said, well, I'm leaving anyways, and I want my money back. And uh, it got really, got really crazy. Um, I should have known. I should. I did know, but I should have. I should have stuck with my gut, and I shouldn't have made an impulsive decision when we were desperate. But we yeah. did, and uh, we're still dealing with that years later. Yeah. Um, we never got our money back. Um, she owes us a few months in rent, and there was some things needed to be repaired. Um, we've been 
to uh, RTDRS to court and back to RTDRS. Yeah, we went yeah. to RTDRS and they said uh, we won't look at it because there's there's a rent owned portion. So they said we have to go to provincial court. We go to provincial court and they said they threw it out. They threw out the option portion of it. They said that yes, you're absolutely right. She's in default. However, we're not going to deal with the rental the rental portion of it. Because she still so, owed us rent. So yeah. we got a judgment saying that, you know, the option portion of it's gone. The money that we needed to collect was on the rental side, not on the option side. So they got rid of the rent own portion. They said the rental portion is where you need to go back to the RTRS, have a discussion with them, and then get your unpaid rents and expenses. Okay, cool. Went back to the RTRS. They said, I don't care if you got a judgment. We don't deal with rent owns. Go back to provincial court. So at this particular point, I'm just like, I'm not doing this again. I mean, we hired someone for provincial court on that one. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just so far gone that, you know what, like it's such a $20 problem yeah. um, that we're not dealing with it. But I just want to share with you, you know, um, doing property first is a really great option. I can, I can give you a million reasons why, but I just want to share my experiences um, mm-hmm. with that. And the, the moral of the story is to not, not make impulsive decisions when, when you're desperate. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when, when you're getting discouraged, yeah. stick with your plan, stick with your business model, stick with your, your tenant profile or your rent to own tenant profile and, and don't make excuses for putting someone in just because you're concerned about another month's expenses. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, Gabby gave me a wrap it up a couple times there, but I wanted to make sure that I added all in and, you yeah. know, it's 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 not about scaring you away from rent own. It's about making sure that you come up with a plan and you have a target uh, tenant profile and you stick with it. And that goes for rental properties as well. Definitely. When you've had three months of vacancy and you don't have anyone calling for your your rental property, yeah. And you and, guys, and don't invest in uh, in three story townhouses with garages in the bottom and uh, no yards. Like I, I will never look at that type of property and don't buy them. If you're starting out, don't buy it as your starter house. But it's a good deal. Gab It's $50,000 <laughs> under value. Yeah. No, they're not good properties and they're going up everywhere. Like it, you go into any new community and they're mm-hmm. just going up like, yeah, crazy. They're brand new. They have warranty. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful, but they're a pain in the butt and because tenants don't want them. Tenants don't want them. Yeah, tenants you don't want them. You gotta know who's gonna buy it yeah. or who's gonna rent it. And if you're buying it thinking like, oh, this will be a good rental property down the road when I move out and buy something nicer, don't do it. Don't. Stay away. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you wanna do the draw? Did you put the names? Ba, 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 ba. Congratulations, the- Ryan. <laughs> 30 minute RTO call with Wayne. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's like, I won. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of winners, um, what day is it today? Today is December 9th. Um, I'm just checking in on the top fan of the month. Uh, we're about one third of the way. I am crushing it. Okay. Well, Gab's, Gab's a super fan. But the next five positions are actually quite close. Yeah, they're very close. Um, so if you want an opportunity uh, to win uh, a month of mentorship... Uh, and that includes two calls with me and unlimited text email and, email, yeah. and access to all documents. Um, you know, join in live every morning and and get in on the engagement. So um, the top fan. So when, when you like the show, when you share the show, when you call in on the show, you get extra hearts, which go towards an accumulation. And at the end of the month, whoever has the most engagement, the most hearts mm-hmm. uh, is going to win that prize. So 
you know, get in on the live show every morning, take advantage of it. And thank you everyone for, you know, who joins in live every day. Who's, you know, those top five right there. I see you and, yeah. um, and congratulations, Ryan. Absolutely. Okay. Have um, a, what, what we're going to talk about tomorrow. I don't know. Yes. Oh, uh, secondary suites, uh, Ooh. for our friend Orion. Oh, oh, Johnny five wants one last chance to call in. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny wants a recount. <laughs> uh, he canceled it anyways. Uh, anyways, we got to get going here. But uh, thank you, everyone, again. And we'll talk about secondary suites here tomorrow. Hope you all have an awesome day. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 